I appreciate so many of all the folks that have just poured into my life this week. Uh, uh, it's just been a great blessing to me. I glean things that I, I, I uh, meditate on and then take back to my church family and share with them. Uh, and some of that, in fact, that I'm sharing today is from others that I've gleaned from uh, in this conference and in other places. So it, uh, they, this place feeds me, amen? How many are, are feeling really fed good today, amen? So we're glad to be here. Thank you so much, Pastor Matt, Heather, and so many people who have an, uh, invested in me and my family. It was it's great to have Pastor Jason King here from uh, uh, Arvada, Denver area. He has done something that we are so proud of. He has taken my son and taken him to Colorado, uh, and they're just working together great. We're excited about that. And that all began here, so we appreciate that. It's made a big difference in our lives. I want everyone to do something. Turn to Joshua chapter 3. And I want you to say something with me. We're going to talk about preparing for new days. Everyone say new days. Look at your neighbor and say there's some new days. Everyone say new ways. There's some new ways of doing things. How many of you have figured out there's a lot of ways to have church? There's a lot of technology and things and, and resources we can uh, tap into. New ways. But then there are new phrases. How many of you realize just because you got the victory one day doesn't mean there's another battle around the corner? And so today I want to talk to you about how to prepare for the new days, new ways, and the new phrase that you and I will face in our future. If you look in Joshua chapter 3, you know the story how Joshua has prepared the people to cross over. God has prepared Joshua to cross over, and he tells them basically this in chapter 3. He said, keep your eyes on the Ark of the Covenant. And he says in chapter four, or chapter 3, verse 4, he said, you shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. How many of you know we need to know the way we're going to go? We don't just need to rock, paper, scissors into our future. We need to know the way. And, and how many of you, you know, the first year is always a good time. Lord, I need to know the way in which I should go. And then he says this, for you have not passed this way before. Tell somebody around you, look at somebody and just tell them you have not passed this way before. Now think about that for a moment. What had the children of Israel been doing for 40 years? They've been passing by this way over and over and over again. In other words, if you've passed by this way before, if, if, if your expect, expectations for this new year are kind of the same as last year, you're probably, in reality, just walking around in circles. How many of you don't want to walk around in circles? Look at somebody else and say, uh, we've not passed this way before. And so he's preparing them. God prepared him for new days, new ways, and then the new phrase, the new battles, the new, the new uh, obstacles that uh, they would face in their promised land. You know, it always kind of bothered me when you get to the promised land, you've got to still fight the battles. There's ultimately only one promised land where the battle will be over and we're all headed there. Amen. But in this case, there were new days, new ways, and new phrase that were before them. 
And God wants to prepare us. And if we're not prepared for what God has for us, we may miss what God has for us. Are you with me? Say amen. Now today in our culture, and it's, it's a pretty cool thing that we see around the new year, churches, organizations are encouraging people to pray and fast for sometimes 21 days. How many of you know Jesus said, when you pray, when you give, and no, did he say that? He did. And it's because there are things that don't break loose until we pray, give, and then fast. There are things that we've got to uh, find out from God in order to get us into the new days. Tell somebody, God has a new day for you. But he also has a new way. Everybody say, new days, new ways, but then there's new phrase. And so God is preparing us for what he has for us as a church. And if you go back uh, uh, from chapter 3 to chapter 1, what do we see? We see God is preparing Joshua for his new day, for his new way, and even for the new fray. And so as God begins to do that in the first nine verses, then he looks to the people, he looks to his leaders, and it says this in verse 10, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves. Everyone say, Prepare provisions for yourselves. He realizes that this new day is not like every other day. He realizes what they were about to do was a new day, a new way, but also there would be a new fray. And so he begins to prepare the people as God began to prepare him. Why? Everyone say, we've not passed this way before. Beverly and I are in a place in our life that we've not passed this way before. We are this year transitioning from the lead pastor to, I'm not, I've not figured it out yet, but we're, uh, we've not passed this way before. We began to discuss this. And she would say, well, what are we going to do there? What are we going to do here? I said, I don't know, baby. We've not passed this way before. Somebody, someone gave me uh, uh, some resources that, to help me prepare ourselves and prepare our church for a transition Everyone say transition. Man, when you get old, sometimes there's a transition. And so we want to be ready, but we've not passed this way before. So we personally are in, in this process of preparing ourselves for what God has for us. I want to give you a principle of progress. How many of you want to progress and move forward into your new day? And this is not rocket science. And here they are. There's some things we have to get before we can go. Think about it. There's some things we must possess before we can proceed. You did that this morning. How many of you, there were some things you had to get before you could get here, before you could go? How many of you got your car keys with you? Say amen. There are all kinds of those things in our life. It's very simple and it's the same way with us. It's like a law of the universe. How many of you, if you get in the car and you don't have your cell phone with you, you, you stop, go back in and, and go, oh my gosh, this morning 
I got up early and went down and got some coffee and sat around before everyone got up. And I, I had my, all my stuff doing my thing. I went into the little office there in the uh, hotel and, and I came back up and I got back in our, my room and then there was a moment where I panicked. I couldn't find my cell phone. And Beverly was still asleep and I went, oh my gosh. And she jumped up, what's the matter? I thought, I've left my cell phone. I mean, you know how that feels. I went over beside the bed and I felt better. There's some things you got to possess before you proceed. I mean, I mean, when you got married, you realize after you said, I do, I am not prepared for this. I know I said, I do. That's the principle of life. Are you with me? Say amen. And so I want to give you some things from Joshua here that I see that all of us need to get before we can go, need to possess before we can proceed. I've proceeded into some things in my life unprepared. In fact, I feel many times in the middle of my journey, I am so unprepared for this. In everything, we have to be prepared. How many of you appreciate the fact that your doctor prepared a little? He got an education. How many of you appreciate the fact that your pastor prepares a message? Well, sometimes they prepare the message. Kind of like a friend of mine said one time, he said, they were talking to all the pastors, when do you prepare for your sermons? Oh, man, I have to start early. It's hard. I mean, on Monday, too, I'm working. The other guy said, well, I just take all day Saturday. My friend said, well, what do y'all do during the song service, for goodness sake? <laughs> I would appreciate a little preparation. So let me give you some things you got to get before you can go. Number one, there's some things you just have to get beyond. How many of you know in life there are things that stifle us? Issues, circumstances, losses, pains, agonies, heartbreaks. Joshua had experienced that. He'd experienced a great loss. And God the Father, how many of you appreciate God is our Father? Woo, come on, somebody say amen. amen. Somebody told me once all God really ever wanted to be was a father. The fatherhood of God came in and took Joshua and took him through and beyond the place of maybe his paralysis, the place that had maybe potentially got him all hung up. And so there are things in life that we go through every day, experiences we have, losses, pains, heartaches. How many have had at least one this past year? I know this church has experienced a phenomenal loss this year. And so it's hard to get, and you never, you know, you never uh, want to undermine the, the legacy of those who have gone before us. But the, the reality is, is this this family and this church and all of us at some point uh, have experiences that at some point you got to realize, i got to keep moving. i got to move beyond this. You know, Beverly and I and our family, uh, if you're my Facebook friend, you saw how much fun we had at Christmas. Woo! If you're not my Facebook friend, you just need to be. We were in Colorado. We had a blast. 
all our family together. We tubed down hills. We, I mean, it was a blast. Early in the process, my oldest daughter lost the diamond out of her wedding ring. She didn't know when she lost it. She didn't know where she lost it. And we began to search for that which was lost. And I could see the countenance on my daughter's face, and I could see my son-in-law calculating <laughs> the cost of this great loss. In fact, this was funny to me, but if, he had, if it would have happened, I would have just... He got out in the dark. Now, we're out in the middle of a golf course with snowy ground with a flashlight in the dark. I mean, this boy was desperate to find that diamond. Lo and behold, it is still lost. But what we realized is, what my daughter realized, you know what? We got to get beyond this. We can't spend the rest of our holiday looking for that diamond that, that has, was so valuable to us. And so, so she began to process it and she began to get beyond it. Let me tell you about losses in life. If you're not careful, they'll cause you to lose your, your true focus. And we see this with God taking Joshua. He said, listen, you need to understand something. Chapter 1, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them. That was their focus. Sometimes if we're not careful, losses can not only cause us to lose our focus that God has for us, but they can cause us to lose our spiritual footing. We begin to lose our footing and we see God tells Joshua, he says, eh, let me just tell you something, Joshua. I know you've been through it, but listen, every place that you put your foot on, I'm going to give it to you. You just got to get going. God will restore us and give us our spiritual footing, but if we're not careful, the circumstances of life can cause us to lose our focus and lose our, our, our footing and then also can cause us to lose our faith. And if you look at the first nine verses of this chapter, what we see God so graciously doing for Joshua is building himself up back in the faith that God had for him. You've read it. You know it. You've preached from it. God begins to rebuild his faith to the point that he gets up and he begins to fulfill God's purpose for his life. He realized, whoo, it's a new day. Somebody give somebody a high five and tell them it's a new day, hallelujah. And there are new ways, but there are also new phrases that we've got to address in our own life. There's some things you've got to get beyond. If you're going to experience your new day and your new way, number two, there's some, some things that you got to get right. How many of you appreciate the loving conviction of God? Joshua realized there were some things that the people had to get right. And you see in Joshua chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Sanctify yourselves. What was he saying? There's some things you got to get right. You know, I heard this back. I'm a, you know what I'm going to, I used to be a Baptist. I got a little Baptist in me. And you know what I'm going to do Sunday morning? I'm preaching at First Baptist Church in Winsboro, Texas next Sunday morning. I haven't, I've never done that. In fact, when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, they gave me the right foot of fellowship. 
So I'm excited and about that. But when I was a Baptist, I remember an evangelist came and preached the fire of God. And he said, if you don't get right, you're going to get left. How many of you ever heard that? I came to tell you. In all of our lives, in the journey to the new day and the new way and to be able to face the new battles that, that we will face in our future, listen carefully, we all at times in our life have to make a reassessment and say to ourselves, okay, there's some things I got to get right. There's some things I need to fix in my life. How many of you, if you got a loved one next to you, raise your hand. You got somebody you know next to you, raise your hand. Is there some things in their life that need to get fixed? You know, that's where it starts. Ooh, I was in Arvada. I, Jason King preached to me three times in a week. I've already got him a couple of times. I mean, I've heard more Jason King in the last few weeks than a lot of you have ever heard. And man, he gave this illustration, and I hope he's not planning on giving it tonight because I stole it. It came from John Maxwell, and he shared it on Sunday morning. He said he was in a conference, and John came out, and have you ever heard, he's like the leadership guru, right? And he came out, and he did this. Everybody do it in your seat. And he held the pose a moment, and then he said this. We all have uphill dreams. How many of you got some uphill dreams? He said, we have these uphill dreams, but the problem is most of us have downhill habits. I didn't say, I wouldn't you have loved to have been the person to coin that and do that? If you ever want to attain to your uphill dream, you got to deal with the downhill habits. And that's the reality with all of us. There's a new day. Everybody say new day. Everybody say new way. Everybody say we've not been this way before. I want to tell you something. There's some new days, some new ways, and some new phrase. And if we're going to arrive and move forward and progress through them, there's some things we have to possess before we can proceed. We better get some things before we can go. We better get beyond some of the things that could potentially have knocked us out of the race. And number two, there's some things we got to get right. And in my own life, I appreciate Pastor Mike so honestly uh, uh, sharing with us the realities of things that come and can blind us and keep us and knock us right out of the race and right out of the purpose of God for our life. Are you with me? Say amen. And we know this, that most of the battles we faced or the biggest ones we face are from within. And we realize that it's the internal issues that have external uh, expressions. Read the last verse of Ecclesiastes. And you'll realize that these internal issues, on some level, if we don't deal with them, they'll have external expressions. Think about Achan. He didn't listen today. Joshua preached the message. He missed the Sunday school class where Joshua said, Sanctify yourself. 
And because of that, and because of Achan's not willingness to sanctify himself, those old ways, listen, one of the biggest things that will keep you from your new days is the old ways. And his lack of sanctification and the issues of his heart uh, caused him to take of the accursed things. And not only did he suffer and and experience great loss, but 30-something of his comrades did as well. And we as leaders have to realize that if we go down, we don't just go down, we take a lot of people with us when we go down. One of the things that put the fear of God in me and still puts the fear of God in me when I began to deal with the issues of my own life and my own heart and I began to have children, I realized, my goodness gracious, if I play the fool here, if I become a, you know, how many of you every once in a while you feel just like this? I got three beautiful kids that will look at me. I got a church family that will look at me. And so we've got to realize the the responsibility we have to get beyond some things and get some things right. And let me just say this. I'll preach to myself here for a minute. Hey, if you need counseling, get it for goodness sake. If you need deliverance, get it for goodness sake. Your people will appreciate it. Somebody say amen. Your family will appreciate it. The purpose of God will appreciate it. If you need to forgive, forgive for goodness sake. Amen? I'm not a good counselor. If you need counseling, I can try. And every once in a while, an old blind sow can find an acorn and I can come up with something. But here's some that I haven't adhered to. It's got me in trouble in the past. Here it is. Well, you just need to admit it. And then just quit it. And then you can forget it. Everybody say admit it. Quit it. And forget it. Now listen, whatever it is, whatever you need, whether it's counseling, whether it's forgiveness, whatever the the issue is, and we all have issues. If you don't have any issues, raise your hand. Let me start this way. Does your neighbor have an issue? Raise your hand there. (laughs) We all have issues. And listen, and if we're not careful, and listen, God understands we have issues. God understands the battles we face. In fact, uh, what does it say? He was was tempted, uh, you know, in ways just like us. Now, let me move quickly. If you're going to move into the destiny of God for your life and listen, understand something, move forward in this new day and new way and be victorious in the new fray, you got to get beyond some things. we got to get some things right. And number three, we got to get some things together. He said, prepare provisions for yourselves. Hey, in these counseling sessions or maybe correction sessions with your parents or maybe even your pastor, has anyone ever told you, you better get your act together? Or from where I was growing up, you got something else together. Some of you have been where I've been. You better get it together. Look at your neighbor and just tell them this. You've been wanting to tell somebody this all day. Look at somebody and say, you better get it together. You better get it together, young man. My mother told me that once. You better get it. Boy, when mama's finger came out like that, 
You better, get, you better get on it. You better get it together. So, hey, there's some things we need to get together. We can't afford to be unprepared in these new days and these new ways. And all of us at times of our life, we feel totally unprepared. And God wants to prepare us. He will prepare us. He will speak to us just like he spoke to Joshua. And he'll give us some things. I'm going to give you some quick bullet points because, man, this 30 minutes went fast. I'm so thrilled Pastor Mike McCord had seven things because I got some seven things, some seven musts for all of us. Here they are that we've got to get a hold of, that we've got to gather, we've got to get before we can go. The first one is this, the proclaimed promises of God. Woo, look at, first, uh, look at that first chapter. Here's four things that God promised. They were proclaimed over him, proclaimed over the children of Israel. was the promise of provision. I'm going to provide for you. Somebody, listen, somebody say amen right there. Amen. He's going to provide for us. Number two, he promised that he was going to protect us. How many of you appreciate the fact that God the Father is going to protect us? It's a promise from God. He's going to provide for us. He's going to protect us. And his presence, the promise of his presence, said, I'm going to go with you. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. Somebody say amen. The promise of prosperity. He said, everywhere you go, listen, if you'll do what I said, if you'll follow me, if you'll obey me, you'll, you're going to have good success. You're going to prosper. Whew, I'll take that right there. You got to gain it. The second one, as we see in Joshua chapter 1, you got to get before you can go the strength and courage of God. Be strong and of a good courage. Everybody say it. Be strong and of a good courage. Listen, as we face our new day and our new way, we've got to be strong and of a good courage. Tell somebody, you got to be strong and of a good courage. Number three, you got to get a hold of the written word of God. Everybody say, thus saith the Lord. Oh, you read it, you'll find out. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Woo, day and night. Everybody say day and night. Day and night. night and day. You gotta get a hold of it. Number four, you've gotta get a hold of the chosen people of God. Now, if I had time, we'd look at Joshua 1, 2, Joshua 3, 1, Joshua 4, 1, Joshua 5, 1, because all of them says, say this, it's about the people. In fact, the first one, I like this. He says, Joshua, you know, let me tell you something about the promise. God's given it to them. There are people in our world. That's why we're here. How many of you know we're not in the church growth business? We're in the people business. Amen. Are you with me? Say amen. It's about people. God loves people. And there are people that we've got to rally around us and take with us. Listen, the journey into your new day and your new way is not about you and yours. It's about people, for goodness sake. Like a preacher friend of mine said one time, Ooh, I love this pastoring thing. If it wasn't for all these people. <laughs> you got to get it. Number five, you got to possess the authoritative command of God in your life. And we see this in Joshua chapter 1 and uh, verse 7, 9, 10, 13, and verse 16 and 18. And we realize this, that Joshua and the people of God were under the authoritative command of God. Are you with me? Say amen. I, I came here not to build my ministry. I came here to serve the master and follow his command. I'm under his command. 
I'm to obey his command. Amen. You got to possess this. Be willing to say, nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done. Then I love this number six. You've got to possess and get a hold of the presence and power of God. I appreciate the new days and the new ways. There's a lot of ways to have church. There's a lot of ways to do things. There's strategery and all kinds of things that I'm uh, not inclined to possibly. But let me tell you something. I want to embrace the new day and the new way. But one thing you cannot miss in all of this, because you can have the fanciest coffee bar in in all of the city and have all the new things. And if you miss the power and presence of God, you have missed it, my friend. Joshua didn't get up and say, now I'm going to teach you some new ways and strategies to be able to figure out how to get across that river. They put their foot in the river and the power of God showed up. We have to have an expectation in our new day and new way that we do everything we can do, but we need his power and presence in our life to do things that we could never do without his power and his presence. And then finally today, We've got to possess, if we're going to move into the new day and the new way, we've got to possess the prophetic plan of God over our life. You look at this illustration, read it. Man, there was some detailed prophetic directives how to get across the river, how to be victorious over your enemies. You've got to have his prophetic plan for your life, and I'm going to close. The Bible says in Jeremiah 12, verse 5, if you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you, what and how will you contend with the horses? The horses are coming. Tell somebody the horses are coming. What was Jeremiah saying? There's new challenges. There's new days. Hey, if 2018 knocked you out of the saddle, what are you going to do when the horses come? We got to be ready. Tell somebody you got to be ready. Everybody say new day, new way, new fray. And then tell somebody, come on, we got to go this together. Everybody say, we've not been this way before. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for letting me come and share with you today. Amen. Yeah, that's a good bow.